right. Well, it's good to be back with everybody. Everybody doing all right today? All right. That's good. I have to remember to set my timer because nobody wants to be late for lunch, right? Nobody ever (laughs) wants to be late for lunch. So, uh, listen, I'm excited. Today, today we, we continue in the Family Value Series, and we go to one that's a little bit weird. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, right? When we start talking about living with a kingdom mentality, that's an odd thing. That's not phrases that we normally talk about. That's not something we normally normally would just say in everyday life. It's kind of a, a crazy concept. But let me see if I can, I can kind of just sum it up for you, right? This idea of living with a kingdom mentality, it's the idea that we begin to think, we begin to act, we begin to schedule our life for something bigger than ourselves, right? We, we stop looking just at me. We stop looking at what's going on, what's God doing in the world, right? How do we go outside of ourselves? How do we start looking about other people and what's good for God's interaction with other people? And that's a hard thing to do because, well, my life's pretty full. I don't know about yours, right? Between time and, and relationships and bills and work and kids and schedules, and right? My life's already pretty full. It's hard enough just to get all of my stuff figured out let alone be thinking about somebody else's, right? The, the idea of thinking of other people, putting other people first, that's a hard thing to do. Now, last week, though, we talked about bold moves. You remember that? And sometimes this idea of a bold move, it begins by just praying a prayer that says, God, would you give me a heart for others? Would you give me a heart that sees what I can do, how I can serve, how I can lo- love other people. The idea that we move away from just me and you and we move into this kingdom, this big picture, this family type environment, right? And it's hard as individuals, but it's hard as a church too. Do you know that? In a church, it's really easy to take care of you guys and just do things for us. But we've still got to be thinking, you know, there's a whole bunch of people out there who don't know Jesus, who haven't met him yet who need a relationship, who needs an introduction to him. And so we can't even get caught up in just church and schedule and lunch and kids' classes and helping and serving, and right? We've got to think, what do our neighborhoods need? What do our schools need? How do we impact the people that we see on an everyday life? Because it's real easy to get into that trap of me, 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 me. And what's best for me and my world. But we've got to start thinking outside. We've got to, how can we maximize our potential for the gospel? How can we maximize our opportunities for God? So that's where we start today. Do we have that? Do we have a kingdom mentality? Are we we thinking along those terms? Are we looking at what is it, what's the greatest possible positive impact I can have in the world? Now listen, aim big, right? Don't just think, what can I do that's good? No, no, no. What is the greatest positive impact you can have? Because even if you fail, it'll still be something positive. It'll still be something good in the world. It will still impact the lives of others. It really just comes down to our mindset. Are we offensive-minded or defensive-minded? Right? Defensive-minded says, I'm going to protect. I'm going to hold on to. I don't want it to get any worse. I don't want it to change. We're pretty good, so let's hold on with what we got. Offensive-minded said, let's go for it. Let's attack. Let's get out in the world. Let's go and do. Let's risk everything to try and achieve something greater. Are we maximizing our potential for the kingdom of God? Are we maximizing our potential for God 
His activity and love in our life. Because when we approach our life, when we approach our daily schedule about me, well, that's all we ever see. But when we approach our life and our schedule with the kingdom in mind, we are looking for every opportunity. Hey, when I have to go pay my bills, who can I talk to about Jesus? When I'm already in my neighborhood anyway, walking out of the house, who am I going to bump into that I can talk to about Jesus? See, it's not about adding more stuff. It's just about maximizing the opportunity we have. So whether it's on an individual basis or a church basis, we've got to begin to echo the call of God. We've got to begin to echo the call that Jesus had for his early disciples when he said, hey, I want you to live a life of impact. I want you to live a life that changes the lives of others for the kingdom of God. Not for you, not for me, but for the kingdom, right? Now, you know it's important because you read through the Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, they tell the story of Jesus. Jesus lives. Jesus dies. This is something that's so important, he came back from the dead to talk about, right? He, he comes out of the Gospels. He goes into Acts chapter 1, and it talks about Jesus with this idea of kingdom in mind. So if you have your Bibles, we'll have it on the screen. It's Acts chapter 1, beginning in verse 1. The writer of the book says, in my former book, Theophilus, that's who he's writing this letter to, he says, I wrote all about what Jesus began to do and teach until the day that he was taken up from heaven. After giving instructions to the Holy Spirit, to the apostles he had chosen, after his sufferings, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was still alive. Right? So Jesus died, rose from the grave, came back, did everything he needed to do to convince all the apostles he was still Jesus. He, Jesus, appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Not about life and death, not about heaven and hell. He spoke about the kingdom, kingdom that transcends just what we're doing right here in this life. He talked about helping people experience the reign and the rule of God in their life. It goes on to say in verse 4, On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift. Wait for the gift that my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Right? That, that's the gift. That's what they're waiting on. They're gathered up in Jerusalem. He says, soon I'm leaving, but I'm going to send the Holy Spirit in my place. I'm going to send it for you, for all future Christians. That's where the power is going to come from. See, the idea is I'm going to give you the power from God to do God things. Because I want you to be part of the kingdom. I want you to be working and building and growing the kingdom. That God's going to work in us, but he's also going to work through us. That you guys get to do something. I get to do something with the power of God. He goes on. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? See, they thought he was talking about earthly kingdoms, governments. He said, no. He says, it's not for you to know the, the times and the dates the Father is set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And here's the challenge. You will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, in Samaria, and to the ends of the earth. See, we talked last week about we want to make bold faith moves. We want to do big things in our lives. We want to maybe take our first bold move and, and enter into a relationship with Christ, receive him, be baptized but then he says, no, 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 your job's not done there. That's the starting point, right? Now you've got to make another bold move. You've got to do something else. You've got to receive a word from God, an instruction from God, and go and be 
his witnesses. That the idea is God always wanted us to have a personal relationship with him. But he never wanted us to have a private relationship with him. That it was to be public. We were to be the witnesses to the world. To the people we interact with. To the, to the communities we live in. That we are supposed to be thinking kingdom all the time. You know how Ron says it? You heard me say it before. You've heard him say it a million times. Keep thinking souls, right? That's it. That's kingdom mentality. What am I doing? How am I adding more people to the kingdom of God? That's God's calling for you. That's God's calling for me. That we would have a kingdom mentality in which we would have an impact on the world for the glory of God. That we would have an impact in the world. That God wants more for our life. He said, I came so that you can have life and have it abundantly. He he doesn't just want you to survive life. He wants you to thrive. He wants you to do amazing things for his glory, for his power, for his presence, for his kingdom. That we can experience his kingdom now. That's why when the apostles asked him, how do we pray? He said that line from Matthew 6. He said, here's how you pray. Our Father who art in heaven, thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In other words, God, we want to happen here what's happening there. We want the power, the glory we're going to experience in eternity. We want to start experiencing it now. That's the beauty of receiving Christ as your Savior. When you enter into a relationship with Him, it's not just, okay, now I've got to wait till I die so I can go to heaven. No, no, no. You get to experience the kingdom now. You get to experience the glory and the power and the presence of God now because we want His kingdom to come on earth as it is in heaven. Later in chapter 6, He would talk about, but seek first the kingdom of God. And then all these things will be added to you as well. The idea that whatever it is we're looking for, when we look at it from a kingdom mentality, a a thinking souls mentality, that we begin to experience all the greatest blessings that God has. We're not living for us. We're not living just to make it to heaven. We're living so that this world can experience Jesus. And I don't know about you, but when I look at my neighborhood, when I look at the people I see at the store, we need more Jesus now. Need more Jesus in this life. That happens through us. It's in us, but it's through us that we are God's witnesses to the world, that we are called to live looking at our relationships and our opportunities and our schedules with God in mind, with His kingdom in mind. That's what changes our schools, it's what changes our neighborhoods, it's what changes the world. So if that's what God's calling us to do, what we're really saying is all, all your job is, all my job is, is to continue the mission, right? That we are to boldly help others experience the kingdom. That's our job. That's what we were made for. That's what we're put on this earth. It's not about church attendance. It's not about when I was a kid, you got a sticker chart. You remember the sticker chart, right? You come all the right times, you get a little sticker, and you bring your Bible, you get one, you bring it. Those are all good things, right? If you still do that, good on you because it's good to have accountability. But that's not what it's about, is it? It's about having an impact for the kingdom. It's not just about what I do. It's how am I impacting the lives of others? How am I helping other people come to know? How am I boldly helping others experience the kingdom of God? So, if you're like me, right, this is kind of a big conversation. It's hard to wrap my mind around because life. So, how do we impact that? How do we, what does that have to do with us? I'm going to give you, I'm just going to answer a few easy questions for you, and then we'll eat lunch today. You ready? So, how? How do we have a kingdom mentality? 
We have a kingdom mentality with the power of the Holy Spirit. Every single person that confesses Christ as our Lord, baptized for the forgiveness of sins, we receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be special. You don't have to have any skills or talents. The Holy Spirit takes care of all that. The Holy Spirit empowers you with exactly what you need to impact the lives that God is going to bring into your world. And so how do we do that? Well, we just do what they did. They went to Jerusalem and they waited. He said, hey, go and wait. Go and wait until I send the gift. And so sometimes we have to wait on God. We have to say, okay, God, show me the right opportunity. Show me the right, right? And what do we do while we're waiting? Well, we keep spending time in family. We keep spending time in community. We keep spending time in the Bible, reading and learning and in prayer, talking to God. But we wait. We wait until the Spirit says, okay, this is the opportunity. Because when we receive it, it's God working. It's God working in our lives. It's God working in us and through us. And all we have to do is we surrender. Okay, God, what do you want me to do for your kingdom? And maybe it starts inside. Maybe it starts with overcoming an addiction. Maybe it starts with overcoming a sin, a habit. Maybe it comes from changing relationships. I don't know what it is for you, but you know, right? The Holy Spirit's got to make room. He's got to clean some things out so that he can use you, so that God can use you for a greater impact on the world. It's got to begin to transform our lives and tear down those walls that say, eh, I like the church thing, but I don't really want to be all in on the God thing. Or I like the God thing, but I don't really care about the church. It's not one or the other. This is the community that we experience, that we grow, that we become closer to God. We were made for this. So we've got to be thinking in that kingdom mentality. How do we do it? We do it with the power of the Holy Spirit. Where? Where, where do we do it at? Where, where, do we, where do we boldly help others experience the kingdom? Everywhere you already go. Your store. Your QT. Your fast food. Your neighborhood. Your street. Your driveway. Your school. Your bank. Whatever it is you go already, that's where you go. Everywhere you go, you're thinking souls. Everywhere you go, you're introducing people to Jesus. You're talking to them about what it is that they're doing. In Acts, it said, you're going to be my witnesses in Judea and Samaria and Jerusalem to the ends of the earth. What he said is, you're going to be my witnesses right where you are, and then a little bit further out, and then a little bit further out, and then eventually we'll figure out how to get the whole world in a vault, right? And it's the same. He hasn't changed at all. In all these years, it's the exact same plan. God wants to change your life, and he wants you to change the lives of those closest to you. And then when you do, it'll spread. Right? I remember a few weeks ago, somebody was celebrating that their brother was here and their nephews are here. Well, guess what? It's going to start there, and then it's going to spread to the cousins and the next cousins and the cousins' cousins. And then those people that you call your cousins, but they're not really your cousins, but you think they're your cousins and you're not sure right and that's how it works it just begins to spread and it begins to grow and the idea is you just start where you're at wherever you are think how can i impact their world how can i change their life how can i help them experience the power and the presence of god your mission field is your work your school your neighborhood your family, your team, your community, whatever it is, it's the places, it's the people, it's the things you're already a part of already. Just begin to interact in those same environments for the glory of God. Not for what you can gain, not for what you can do, but for the glory of God.
All right, in case you've missed it, let's answer the big one. Who? Who am I talking about? Who needs to have kingdom mentality? Everybody. Plain old ordinary anybody and everybody, right? The idea that ordinary people just like you, just like me, that's who God used. Right? He, used, he used fishermen and tax collectors. He used people that were highly educated and people that were dropouts. He used every kind of person because it's every one of our responsibility to share the kingdom of God. That no matter who you are, oh, I don't know, Dave, I, I'm not very good talking in front of people. Well, guess what? Moses stuttered. Look what he did, right? Oh, I don't know, I've got a past. Have you heard of a guy named Paul? He murdered Christians. Oh, I don't know. I'm a little shy. I'm a little this. I don't have many talents. I this, you cannot find an example in the Bible that is more or less qualified than any one of us. That's what God did. Even his disciples, those 12 that he handpicked, ordinary, average men. On the day of Pentecost, when they changed the world, when they transformed thousands of lives in one day, you know what they were said about? It can't be these guys. We know them. They're just ordinary, average. You all can change the world when you begin to see the world like God sees it. When you begin to see relationships and environments, how can I have the greatest positive impact for the glory of God? That's what Jesus is calling you and I to be. He's calling us to be his witnesses. He's not physically here, so he wants to use you. He wants to use me. Hey, be my witnesses to your family, to my family. Be bold. Move and answer the call of Christ. So, Let's wrap it all up because you're hungry. What is kingdom mentality? Kingdom mentality is just making the greatest impact possible for the glory of God. For God's glory, for the world's good, and we get a little joy out of it. So what are you doing? So all right, so here's what you got to think. Monday rolls around. What are you doing Monday? How are you going to use that for the glory of God? What are you doing Tuesday? Who are you talking to Tuesday? How can you talk to them about Jesus? Maybe you've meant to a hundred times, but you've just never quite. This week's the week. How can you have the greatest possible impact for the glory of God? Doing whatever it takes to think souls. Because you know what the reality is? We don't know how many more tomorrows we get. So we better take advantage of every last one. We better be thinking, today's the day I have kingdom impact. Now listen, if you're a Christian, you don't get a choice. You just got to do it, okay? But if you're listening to all this, if you stayed with me this long, and you're saying, but I'm not a Christian, well, guess what? You can become one, and then you don't have a choice, right? And that's how it works. So here's the deal. If your bold faith move is to become a Christian, it's to receive Christ, to be baptized for the forgiveness of your sins, to be transformed into his likeness, let's do it. But if you've already done that, then your next step is to be transformed into his likeness and go and help other people meet Jesus. What's your next step today? How can you have a kingdom mentality that says, what can I do to better the kingdom of God? Heavenly Father, we thank you so much.
We thank you for loving us. We thank you for the opportunity to, to talk about your word, to think, just to begin to pause in a busy, busy week, in a busy schedule, and, and just the chaos that is life. And say, okay, God, this week, this week I'm going to make room for you. This week I'm going to think of my family through your eyes. How can I impact my family? How can I be a better husband and wife? How can I be a better father or mother or aunt or grandma or grandpa or whatever? How can I be better for your kingdom? How can I impact my family, God, for your glory? How can I impact my schools and my neighborhoods and my work, my grocery store? And God, what can I do this week? How can I see the world? And God, I know, I know from all that Scripture promises that when a group of people like are sitting in this room begin to think and see and act and schedule with a kingdom mentality, God, you've shown through history you change the world with a group of people like that. So, God, would you make them bold? Would you give them courage? God, would you break addiction and sin? Would you open up their life to walk into what you have planned for them so they can forever be a part of your great story god whatever we do this week let us do it all for your glory for the world's good and for our joy and we pray it all in your son's name amen